The following is a hoop ball presentation. presentation i'm your host corbin ford you can find me on twitter at corbin nba make sure to check that out also speaking of checking out stuff check out the fine folks of hoop ball on twitter at hoop ball tweets online hoop ball.com for all the amazing content that we got going on there and when i say we i don't specifically mean me but just in general we got the hoop ball 360 all out there right now the hoop ball 360 for just 12.99 a month you can get everything you need to level up this nba season which starts in oh i don't know about three weeks from now literally all right for just 12.99 a month the hoop ball 360 gives you the fantasy pass the wager pass and the early release the earliest excuse me release of the brewski 150 which is the top 150 list for fantasy basketball for like 10 years straight it's kind of crazy the exclusive for hoopball 360 members let me let y'all know this is the best value in fantasy hoops period right this gets you everything everything you need the vip upgrade the earliest release all of that all right so make sure to check that out it is super duper cheap the content on it's amazing we're talking rosters we're talking you know uh full projections everything you need i don't even know why i'm stressing such great content that really sells itself but just in case it needs any help here i am with the fancy pass you get industry leading coverage all year long all right so definitely make sure to look at that and see uh what's available for you there now we got some news we got uh you know training camp started today i'm recording this on tuesday the first of the month so that's a deal uh, just everything getting ready players getting back into camp we unfortunately already got COVID striking early here, so we got to kind of address that. We also have an unfortunate addition of Twitter fingers uh, to kind of dive into. So, you know, without further ado, let's get to it. All right, so let's get started with that new, new news. All right, first thing, we got to go to Golden State. <clears throat> Excuse me there. Warriors GM Bob Myers announced that Golden State's first practice will be delayed one day from Sunday to Monday. So this by this point, you'll have already heard about this. After two Warriors players tested positive for COVID-19. Now, we don't know who those players are at this point. Obviously, this is news, not because it's actually current, because it's obviously by the time you hear this dated, happened yesterday, but it does, sh I mean, this does show that this is a concern. You know, the NBA will not be doing a bubble this season after having done one rather successfully for the second half of last season, as we all know. And with that comes this as much more of a risk. Players catching or becoming positive for COVID-19 and how that impacts the season moving forward now the nba has been smart in scheduling half of the season you know to come out in terms of scheduling first and then adjusting based off of you know who misses what uh due to covid 19 and, and adjusting that way but it's still going to be an issue and this news from golden state shows that it's very real and it did not take very long at all and i'm already bemoaning the fact that games will be adjusted and lost due to this you know um it's unfortunate we see what's happened in the nfl now we had a game between the ravens and the Steelers pushed back from Thursday to Sunday to now next Wednesday or this Wednesday coming. So uh, the fact that this guy in the NBA after they done, had done so well planning beforehand is unfortunate. Let's hope that there's a plan in place moving forward. Um, they've showed some level of foresight, but at the same time, this isn't super great. You know what I mean? Like this isn't cool. So that's unfortunate. We wish those players well, but uh, two players for Golden State have tested positive for COVID-19. So we got to talk about that. Speaking of the Warriors, uh, Steve Kerr specifically said that... Uh, 
could not speak there. Steve Kerr specifically, could not say that again. Steve Kerr specifically said that his gut is to tie Steph Curry and Draymond Green together in the rotation, which will leave the offensive head of the second unit to Andrew Wiggins, Kelly Oubre, and Eric Pascal. Now, <clears throat> while I like the idea of that, I wonder who the main offensive initiator is, especially since all three of those guys are more play finishers than actual playmakers. You know, Wiggins, we know what he's from Minnesota. Kelly Oubre's had great success in Phoenix finishing plays, but he's not a creator. And Eric Pascal is the exact same thing. So who is that person? Does that load fall to Brad Wanamaker? Does it fall to Nico Mannion? Is, is, is Wanamaker more specifically capable of handling that with the second unit? He had some success with that in Boston, uh, playing alongside, you know, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and, and, and Kemba Walker in spot. So... Um, you, you would think that he would be uh, better suited for it, but these players are a different ilk than Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So I don't know how that all works out, but I got to say I'm kind of curious. So we'll see. But I think offensively having your strength in Steph Curry and Dray Draymond Green, that synergy on the offensive end, and Draymond Green able to help on the backside and cover for Steph Curry on the defensive end is very solid. So we'll see how that is. But um, that's interesting coming from Golden State today. All right, moving on to New York. Specifically to R.J. Barrett. So R.J. Barrett said that it bothered him a lot that he didn't make one of the all-rookie teams last season. He said he didn't understand why he didn't make it, but that he's using it as a motivational tool for him moving forward. Now, <laughs> I'm sorry. He didn't understand why he didn't make it. Over 56 games, the dude averaged 14 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists a game, right? On a terrible New York team where he shot 40% from the field, 32% from 3, 61% from the free throw line. His effective field goal percentage was rough, 44%. Getting to the line, we saw how much he finished there. Offensively, he kind of found a stride toward the back half of the year. By that point, it wasn't even it wasn't even a factor for him. So, like, I can give you a few reasons why you didn't make it, RJ Barrett. Like, I think that he started off so well in terms of the mindset on why, you know, he wanted to improve and why he was disappointed or, or miffed. But being confused... Nah, man, your play, your play is, is no reason for that. I mean, if you take those numbers and blow them, to, blow them up to per 36, it's not better. I mean, yeah, 17 points, just under six rebounds and three assists are great, but you're still shooting 40% from the field, 32% from from the from three. Your free throws are still just as bad. You like like you're still getting 15 attempts a night and making six of them. Those are Andrew Wiggins numbers, prime Andrew Wiggins numbers. For 100 possessions, you have a 95 offensive rating and 114 defensive rating. Like. The reasons are there. I'm just looking down the, the, the basketball reference. I mean, you could pull up more and more and more of these. For a usage of 24%, like, jeez. PR of 10. Like, come on now. Come on now. I don't understand this. I really don't understand why players, specifically now, in my opinion, who are slighted for whatever reason, are all of a sudden, or, or all of a sudden acting like they're slighted. When, like, listen, bro, look at your game. Like, have some self-awareness, please. Jackson Hayes did the same thing, being left off of the, the rookie uh, game. Like, bro, you, like, you were okay. Like, you were not great. Like, there was clearly a lot of people better than you, and that's why you didn't make it. Looking at R.J. Barrett, there is a reason why you did not make the all-rookie team. You had to be some type of terrible not to make an all-rookie team. It wasn't like there was a plethora of great rookies. But you were not one of them, sir. You were not one of them at all. So, uh, it should bother you. But, like, you not understanding why, that should not be. No. No. Not at all. Not at all. No. Sorry, no. Like, the bright lights in New York must have got to you, boy, but no. All right, anyways, I got fired up there. It's just, 
Ignorance, man. Okay, moving on. We gotta go to San Antonio. According to Matt Smith, a basketball monster, Derek White potentially be delayed to start the season as he recovers from toe surgery. So that's unfortunate. He will join Keldon Johnson and Quindari Weatherspoon as those who will be limited to start camp due to what Pop Coach Popovich called bumps and bruises. So that's something that's going to be an issue for him, limiting the start of the year. Um, you're actually going to have the same thing in terms of injuries that are going to impact uh, players moving forward to start of the year. Kemba Walker is going to miss the start of the season after stem cell injection in his knee. So automatically, Boston is starting a little from behind because now you're relying a lot on minutes from, uh, you know, the backup recent acquisition, Jeff Teague. Does that inspire confidence to you? Because it didn't to me. That's not super great. Jeff Teague and Marcus Smart, I mean, are you going to put Jason Tatum handling a lot of, uh, of the ball, initiating moving forward? You lost Brad Wanamaker, you lost Gordon Hayward to Charlotte, so you don't have that additional backup offensive play there, you know? So that, that knee in, is, is interesting to me. Um, it's definitely something I'm worried about moving forward with Kemba because it ailed him for a large portion of last season, and we see that, unfortunately, it has not stopped. So I look at Marcus Smart getting it. I look at Jeff Teague getting it. I mean, Jeff Teague over his career, uh, solid numbers, 12 points, just under six assists, two rebounds, and a steal per game, like, for his career. But he's definitely slowed down just a little bit. I mean, this is, if we're going to look at the positive side, one year before, he had dished out a career-high 8.2 assists per game with Minnesota. But, like, his inability to take a three-point shot, even though he can sort of make those, it is offensive uh, timidness on that end is interesting. They also have Peyton Pritchard. I don't think he's going to be that big of an impact uh, moving in, especially uh, right out the gate, but I would imagine him getting some minutes as well. But Kemba Walker, that is troubling for Boston, especially since he is on that massive deal that he just came off of uh, last season. So how he bounces back, how that is, I mean, that's rough. But he, he, he got some change on him, man. It's a four-year uh, 141 max that he just signed last year. Going 30 or, or being 30 with that ailing knee, that is a concern moving forward, especially for a weakened Celtics team that, yes, while they still quote-unquote are championship contenders, uh, is not super great coming out the gate for Boston. So that's something. Uh, but with that, that, that kind of closes out the news portion of NBA Today for today. Let's get on the Twitter fingers here. We got some Twitter fingers for y'all. Before I get to Twitter fingers, though, I do got to share some quick uh, partners that we are working with uh, in, 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 in hoop ball programs to really kind of bring some great additional value outside of these shows so first off sports are back baby if y'all didn't know it y'all know it now sign up for a new account of my bookie with coupon code hoopball h-o-o-p-b-a-l-l all together now hoopball h-o-o-p-b-a-l-l and get a hundred percent deposit match bonus plus a free ten dollar mlb future wagers voucher so you know when baseball rolls back around get on that get a hundred percent deposit match plus that free ten dollar mlb future wagers voucher future wager voucher couldn't speak there check that out for sure with the coupon code hoopball h-o-o-p-b-a-l-l also hoopball is partnering with great folks at manscape.com once again it is lawnmower 3.0 season not for me because it is the winter time and i need all the hair i have but if you are trying to go and mow some of that lawn to get ready for the new year, use promo code HOOPBALL, 20-H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, the number two and number zero all together to get 20% off your order and free shipping. That free shipping, y'all, that is that is a great deal right there. That is a great deal. HOOPBALL, 20-H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, two zero to get 20% off your order plus free shipping. Make sure to check those two out. Proud partners of HOOPBALL and great value for y'all. All right, we got Twitter fingers now. Now, if y'all know what Twitter fingers is, check out... Uh, 
Drake song back to back. I'm not going to repeat the lyrics here even though they're running through my head because NBA Today is a family-friendly show and those lyrics are not exactly family-friendly, but make sure to check out that if y'all really want to know why it's called Twitter Fingers. But really, I just peruse Twitter, find anything I find interesting or downright stupid, and we address it here. The first two pieces of Twitter news actually aren't, I mean, it's not, it's not Twitter Fingers, it's actually more news, which I should have covered the news segment, but here we are. Both are from Adrian Wojnarowski, uh, uh, both are today. So the Clippers plan to waive Joe Kim Noah, uh, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski uh, via Twitter. Uh, the additional part is that his agent, Bill Duffy, tells Woj that the 35-year-old is leaning toward calling it a career. This is not surprising to me. Uh, Noah's 35. He actually had a decent run with the Grizzlies a couple years back, but he slowed down a little bit. Uh, during that season, he averaged 7 points, 5 rebounds, and just under 2 assists a game in like a resurgent kind of season. But he barely played with the Clippers this past year. Only appeared in five games. Looks like the end of the bench player in general. Uh, I do not see him as a Udonis Haslam, say on the bench till he's 40 type guy. So I think it makes sense he's calling his career. It's crazy though that he's the exact same age as LeBron James. Like, And LeBron's going to be 36 in three weeks time. I find that wild. Anyway, other uh, Twitter news, also Clippers news. Um, Reggie Jackson, the Clippers, have agreed to a one-year deal to bring him back. In 31 games for the Clippers, 16 starts. He averaged 24 minutes a night. Uh, he also put up 11 points, 4 assists, 3 rebounds, and shot 39% from 3. Uh, in the playoffs, he was rough. He did shoot the 3-ball very well, going 17-32 from there. But he averaged just 4 points in 12 playoff games. He got cooked by Luka on a game-winning shot and was a complete non-factor against the Nuggets. So you have that. Reggie Jackson giveth and he taketh away. But he isn't overqualified. Eh, I don't think he's overqualified anymore. He's a very good backup point guard. Um... For the Clippers, some additional depth there. Unfortunately, I don't think it solves their um, issues at point guard because, like I said, he is a very good backup point guard. But, like, you know, aside from shooting, he really wasn't getting people involved there as well. Also, some breaking news here as I'm recording. We have our Christmas game. So we're just going to go into them right now live. This is insane. Here we are. Y'all ready for this? All right. Wow, this just dropped. I'm, I'm who breaking news. I got to love it. All right, so we got in the morning. Got the New Orleans Pelicans, Zion and the gang against the defending champions, Miami Heat. We know how that is, right? Got those two playing each other. Jimmy Butler, Zion, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Bam Adebayo, the Battle of the Big, Steven Adams is in the mix. This should be fun, right? Then we got the Warriors of Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and the gang against the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis and their retooled roster. Can I say that? Yep, just said it. That will be at 2.30 p.m. So the Pelicans Heat game at noon. Warriors Bucks at 2.30. Then we get the Brooklyn Nets. The resurgent Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie, Kevin Durant against the Boston Celtics. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, no Kemba Walker. Uh, a lot of Jeff Teague. We'll see how that plays. That's at 5. 8 o'clock, Dallas Mavericks is always a fun one. There was a lot of fun matchups between these two teams last year. Luka Doncic, no Chris House Porzingis against the Lakers. And their retooled roster. And they have retooled with LeBron, with AD, Montrezl Harrell. That's going to be a very fun game. A lot of offense running back and forth. Defense is more than likely going to be optional in that one. That should be fun. And last but not least, to close out the night, Clippers versus Nuggets at 10.30. Clippers, obviously, do I need to say it? I'll say it anyway. They were up 3-1 over the Nuggets in the semifinals when the Nuggets stormed back to shock the world and shock the be the just unfortunate Clippers, although I don't feel sorry for them, and send them home. So now they will get a rematch on Christmas Day. 
this should be fun. Now, again, this this quick turnaround wasn't the best. Uh, it wasn't the best possible outcome, but it did allow the lead to capitalize on the biggest day of the regular season. You have a nice mix of title contenders. You got some individual stars up in here. Uh, Zion and Bam Adebayo should be a lot of fun. The Warriors coming back will be interesting to see how they play against the Bucks. We we'll have a good test with them um, and whether or not their supporting cast is strong enough. Uh, Boston versus uh, Brooklyn should be interesting. Really a Kyrie revenge game. Um, that should be pretty fun. Uh, Luka Doncic, the Lakers, man. I cannot wait. Luka over the Lakers four times last year. Average 25 points, nine assists, and nine rebounds. And that first game they played was the best. Doncic and LeBron combined to score 70 points and dish out 31 assists. And the Lakers came out on top by nine. So that is just great. And then last but not least, we already know how it is between the Clippers and the Nuggets. So this should be kind of fun. It also showed the Nuggets that, hey, we got to the Western Conference Finals, and we're, we're not a joke. We're here. When we're here for the long haul. So... We'll see how that goes. That was that just dropped. That was um, it's very rarely that NBA Today gets breaking news just by on account of when I record this. The news is pretty much almost over. But that's a lot of fun. So we know that now. And perfect timing with literally uh, three weeks and change before the Christmas game is available. We now know the actual matchup. So that's that's pretty bomb. That's pretty bomb. All right. With that being said, let's go back to Twitter fingers. That was a massive Twitter finger alert. But here's the big one. All right. Let's talk about this. At 4 o'clock. PM on December 1st. So a couple hours ago from when I'm recording. Kendrick Perkins, who, if you want to, you can find if you choose on Twitter at Kendrick Perkins. He tweeted out this gem. Alright, this is my quote here of him talking. My top eight teams. Okay, I'm not gonna do that. I don't know Kendrick's voice. I can't do a good Kendrick's voice. But here it is. My top eight teams in the Eastern Conference in no particular order. The Nets. The Bucks, the Celtics, the uh, the Heat, the Raptors, the Pace, the Pacers, the Hawks, and the Knicks. So two things. One, in 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 his here's what I'm concerned about. Where in the world is Philly? I'll read those teams again. Nets, Bucks, Celtics, Miami, Toronto, Atlanta, Pacers, and Knicks. Where is Philadelphia? Are you trying to tell me that a team with Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Danny Green, Tobias Harris, and Seth Curry aren't making the top eight in the Eastern Conference? Like, are you kidding me? Seriously? Also, and I really, I'm kind of burying the lead here. The Knicks? The Knicks are in Kendrick's top eight. Really. The Knicks. A team whose huge offseason moves were drafting Obi Toppin and signing Alec Burks, Austin Rivers and Nerlens Noel free agency. You're saying that those were the moves that New York needed to finally break into postseason for the first time in eight years? Oh wow, it was that easy, huh? Come on, Kendrick, come on now, come on. I can't with you, I just can't. New York, come on. As Mr. Perkins himself says, carry on. Like, Mr. Perkins, carry the heck on. Leave us. That's Twitter fingers for today, that's, that's wild. <laughs> Are you serious? Philly is out. The Knicks are in. The Pacers, the Hawks, Toronto, Miami, Celtics, Bucks, Nets. Like, what? I guess he didn't think fondly of Orlando either, but whatever. Wow. I'm just, okay. All right, moving on. What I'm reading, watching, not really watching a whole lot on account of NBA uh, League Pass just totally screwing with me right now, making it very hard for me to sign my account, even though I have paid access through the end of the month, but who, who's who's complaining? No one's complaining, right? Okay. What I'm reading, though, is interesting. Now, this may be a touch dated now, only because the entire NBA offseason happened in, like, I don't know, three days, 
But if you get a chance, go online and look up Mark Deke's Basketball Manifesto. Now, what is the Basketball Manifesto? It is a massive document that contains reviews, strategy, assessments, ideas, and plans for every NBA team and every NBA player. Like, y'all, this is huge. This includes all the assets a team has to work with, a look at the that, that what the team already has, as well as what it needs to address, and then it concludes by laying out a conceptual strategy for it all. It's like a tremendous project, but here's the thing, it reads really well. Although, here is your warning, it is just a little bit dense. I mean, it even goes into the EuroLeague and the G League. This thing is huge, all right? It's an online doc, it's crazy. Now, if you're a basketball junkie, this is right up your alley. It totally is up to me. I had a lot of fun looking at this, seeing the contracts, seeing the numbers. He even, gave tracks of, he even keeps track of the old draft picks like that they've held and never cashed in on and like follows through where they are now. Like I was reading one that the Pelicans had from years back. The guy never came over and is now like a retired coach. Like he played his entire career overseas and his coach. Like who even knows that stuff? Well, Mark Deeks does and you can too with the Basketball Manifesto. So check it out over at shamsports.com slash the Basketball Manifesto all together and see for yourself how good it is. Again, one more time, shamsports.com slash the Basketball Manifesto and check it out for yourself. It's really interesting. I've just had a lot of fun watching it. I really love the NBA content, that massive stuff that comes out from independent people just trying to put out their takes on basketball. And it's really fun. It's really fun. A lot out there you can find on Twitter, uh, creators trying to put out their work. Patreon has a lot of it. Um, I've really enjoyed this. What I enjoy even most of all, it's free. So you have a tremendous amount of information at your disposal and all for the low, low price of free. It's worth it, y'all. Check it out. All right, well, that's all I got, folks. NBA Theory will be coming up back at y'all real, real, real soon. So until then, y'all stay frosty, folks, and I'll talk to y'all real soon. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.